Every Saturday is Catterday on Echoplex Media, and not only are we posting fucking cats, we invite all content creators to join our open panel. Visit echoplexmedia.com slash panel to learn how to join. Every third Saturday is Operation Catterday, where we cover this week and last year and play the best clips from the cast of conspiracy characters that now space has learned to loathe. The show starts at 8 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. Find our full schedule at echoplexmedia.com. The focus on ridicule. <laughs> I'm white and I've got everything I need. No one clutches their purses when they're in a room alone with me. And I can drive for any neighborhood I please. At any hour, and the police don't do a thing. So if I see a penny on the ground, I leave it alone and fucking flip it. I'm a straight white male in America. I got everything I need. I'm a guy getting paid more than a girl with a degree. And I can walk down the streets after dark, no one wants to rape me. And I can get a girl pregnant and just as easily flee. Just like my straight white male dad did to me. So if I see a penny on the ground, I leave it alone and fucking flip it. I'm a straight white male in America. I've got all the luck I need. I've got a pile of broken mirrors and I'm walking under ladders and I'm spilling tons of salt, but to me that doesn't matter because my skin and my gender and my orientation are the best things to have if you live in this nation. I recommend it highly. See a penny on the ground I leave it alone and fucking flip it I'm a straight white male in America I've got all the luck I need Shit's gonna work out for me Cause I'm a straight white male in America I've got all the luck I need Hey everybody, welcome to the Intellectual Dollar Tree. We do this show live every uh, Wednesday, 7 p.m. Pacific, right here on Twitch, uh, simulcasting to other places that don't matter. You can support this project at equiplexmedia.com. Click the support tab and pick your favorite way to do so. I'm producer Dave, and you can find me on Grindr, but if you do, don't mention my podcast. I'll ignore you. (laughs) And I am HK Perrin. You can find me now again on Mastodon at hperrin at port87.social. Fantastic. Last week, someone had mentioned that maybe we could look at some body language experts on this show. Oh, boy. (laughs) So (laughs) I went, I found this channel. They seem pretty popular. Let's hope they're not litigious. (laughs) Should we try and read their body language? We we can do that. uh, But actually, no, we're we're going to. (laughs) I mean, you can do whatever you want. It's not like I can smack you when you're not in the studio. Uh, (laughs) Cut his mic. Cut his mic. Um, so yeah, I hope these people aren't litigious and I looked through their channel and it was a bunch of fucking like celebrity gossip shit. And I was like, I really don't want to watch that. And then I saw this and I was like, Ooh, David Grush, the guy who claims he saw like fucking extraterrestrial biological entities or whatever, and tried to convince Congress of that shit. I'm like, that's the one. So we're going to go ahead and watch Uh. this one. 
the thumbnail on the video that we're looking at makes sense now. Yeah, um, <laughs> obviously they're not interviewing him. They're going to be examining his body language. So this is like reactception, except we're not okay. really paying attention to David <laughs> Grush so much as just I want to kind of look into like what kind of things they're going to suggest or like tells about his body language and like try to see like, do we do those things when we're talking? Are they tells of anything? That kind of stuff. And um, I was hoping they had one on Eric Weinstein, but alas, they do not. <laughs> so here it is. Here's some body language experts. We have spacecraft from another species. We do, yeah. How many? Quite a number. You're saying there is an intelligence. I mean, zero is quite a number. Engaging with this planet. Yes. Everybody watching this right now is looking at your face. Mm -hmm. They're going, is this guy for real? Today we're going to talk about David Grush. You've probably seen him in the news. Greg, tell us about the videos we're going to watch. Yeah, I think it's worth your time to go look up his background. He's worked at Geospatial, according to the people. Who's whistling? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look like any of them are whistling. What's going on here? <laughs> is there someone else on their line? People who did the interview, they've background checked him and all of his records check out. He was an intelligence officer in the Air Force, and we'll leave it at that. Is that just part of their intro? The security classifications to go in. Oh, whistleblower? Okay. Maybe they're doing a bit. Based on my formal security clearance and multiple... Well, they should have tried a better bit. ...polygraphs, <laughs> I had the ability uh, to be read into any program that I needed. At one point in time, I was extremely highly cleared. What conclusion did you come oh, to cleared? at the end of your time? Is this a Scientology thing? I mean, he's claiming that he had a <laughs> like high-level military clearance and whatever, but the problem yeah. is... If it was any kind of clandestine or um, like secret program, if they, you ask anything about him, they'll be like, David who? Like, even <laughs> if everything he's saying is yep. true, right? That's, that's what they, they're just like, who? Wrong yeah, number. That's the whole point of it is that whether what he's saying is true or false, they will give you the same answer. <laughs> who? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. You've, who, who do you think you called? There's nobody here by any name. Bye. Task force. Uh, the UAP task force was refused access to um, a broad crash retrieval program. When you say crash retrieval, what do you mean? Uh, these are retrieving non-human origin uh, technical vehicles. You know, call it spacecraft if you will. Non-human, exotic origin vehicles that have either landed or crashed. We have spacecraft from another species. We do. Yeah. How many? So you know what would be, you know what would happen if we add spacecraft from another species? Like what would happen within like a year? Hmm. We would build spacecraft. Like why the fuck wouldn't we do that? Or they'd come and take their spacecraft back. <laughs> that too. But like why wouldn't we immediately start building spacecraft and flying out into space? Oh, like I don't want to get too far down um, the rabbit hole here, but if something was capable of interstellar travel at greater than the speed of light, the odds that uh, any human or group of humans would be able to understand what the fuck is, is happening with the spacecraft in any sort of timely manner, they're quite low. Uh, Eric Weinstein would have it all figured out, though. <laughs> we could even use that one, the crashed one. I mean, I guess we got to figure out why it crashed first. Well, yeah. <laughs> we could send Eric Weinstein up in it. <laughs> Be like, Elon, you want to fly this crashed spaceship? We could send some flat earthers up in it. 
No. I thought it was totally nuts, and I thought at first I was being deceived. It was a ruse. People started confiding in me. They approached me. I have plenty of... Yeah, they're all, hey, this Grush guy will believe anything. <laughs> tell him, Literally, tell him. like, try it. Just go tell him the wackiest, craziest shit, and he'll believe it. Right. <laughs> like, tell him that story I told you when you first joined about the aliens. <laughs> senior intelligence officers that came to me many of which i knew almost my whole career yeah it's amazing it all started when they they let him go on a snipe hunt with them graham they named the program i've never heard of it and they they told me based on their oral testimony um and they provided me documents and other other proof that there was in wait how is a body language expert supposed to do anything with this all you see is his head <laughs> Uh, they'll, I'm sure they'll talk about like his eyebrows and his facial muscles. Uh, what is news nation? Is that a, is that a big thing? Someone in Do chat called know? it the land of misfit, um, news anchors. Cause everybody that like got fired from like CNN and fucking MSNBC oh, okay. is over there at news nation now. Okay. They <laughs> so do, not like, really a thing. They do like, um, some celebrity gossip stuff and they were the first place this guy went. You are alleging that the U S government has been concealing the existence on this planet of alien life. That's a line from the fucking X-Files host. <laughs> also, like, wouldn't other governments care about that? And also, like, why, why would the U.S. government be the one to, to like, be able to keep everything? They've, they only crashed on the U.S.? Somebody was asking about that, actually. Why, like, why, and why is it... Why, why do the UFOs only show up in the Northern Hemisphere? <laughs> or is this a global conspiracy? Are all the governments in on it? You know, NHI, like we would like to say in our, our language. Why do you say that? Why do you say NHI? I don't want to necessarily denote origin. I don't think we have all the data to say, oh, they're coming from a certain a certain location and i and Space i sector 14 somebody who studied physics i mean he's definitely saying that they're non-human origin isn't that like that that is saying you're giving it a specific origin so i want i would like to spend not as much time on this guy and what he's saying so much as i i would like to spend most of the time talking about the body language experts if if we can do that oh shit there's a ufo different physical dimension as described in quantum mechanics we know there's extra dimensions due to high uh high energy particle collisions etc and there's a theoretical framework to explain that yeah just let me cut to the quick though you're saying there is an intelligent species engaging with this planet yes that's potentially extraterrestrial yeah i speak for everybody okay so now he's saying potentially extraterrestrial it was i mean there is a terrestrial species engaging with this planet like they're, it's humans. They're, they're it's us. Cockroaches. And uh, I had a lot of sleepless nights. All right, Greg, what do you got? Yeah, so let's first start off by talking about a couple of things. He's going to talk a lot about clearance and that kind of thing. And clearances, if you've never been in the military, there are levels of clearance and then there's access. So once you get to the level of clearance, like top secret, then it becomes access. And there are programs past that, I'm sure. You'll hear him talk about things like Title 50 and Title 10. Those are different divisions and different kinds of intelligence. But the problem is, even if I and Chase both have the same clearance, but we don't have a need to know about the other guy's project, guess what? 
we don't get to know. It's called that's when he talks about red on or red in. He's talking about being part. Of Greg would be like Chase who and Chase would be like Greg who program where he gets to have access to that. Otherwise, you get things like Snowden and those kinds of things where they have all this knowledge they can take away and walk away. So compartmentalized information is important. So when he's talking about I could be read on anything, it doesn't mean he was. It means he could be. That's a different, very different thing. Let's also talk about what it takes to hide something. You know, if you're if you're a person who has something to hide, which I'm going to tell you as we walk through this thing, there's certainly a glass wall up somewhere here. What he's trying to hide, don't know, but he's certainly trying to hide something. And when you're trying to hide something, it gets harder and harder to hold on to that information the longer the conversation goes because you've got to A, appease your interviewer. And by that, I mean, you've got to keep that person thinking that what you're doing is divulging enough information. When you interrogate a person, you need that person needs to threshold think. And by that, I steal that from my protective drive. None of this is about body language. No, this guy thinks he's uh, this guy thinks he's on burn notice. Threshold driving so that you're right on the brakes, just short of it described him as a, a an interrogation resistance uh, teacher. So like he's talking about interviewing which i mean i guess that's a form of interrogation take an interview with me it might, might turn into that <laughs> threshold driving threshold breaking threshold thinking is i pay attention to you and i don't go far enough to tip your hand i have to be very careful so they have to appease the interviewer disclose as little information as they can possibly do and then maintain believability and those three things are a lot because the longer you talk the more likely you are to paint a negative of the exact thing that you're trying to hide so that it's the only thing missing and people can build a picture of it. That's what intelligence does. That's how we work. This guy starts off threshold thinking. I can see it because he's doing romancer. His eyes are locked. He's paying attention to this. Romancer. His eyes are locked. He's what? trying to he's trying to fuck the interviewer. <laughs> eyes locking means romancer? What? I mean, I, I think that's just the name of like a tactic. I don't really think that you necessarily have to be romancing or I, I like my explanation better, actually, if we're being honest. <laughs> it's like going on an interview with Fox Mulder and shit. We do this in elicitation all the time because if you overstep your bounds and the person knows what you're after, this guy's doing a romancer. He's got no real answers. He uses words like quite a few oral testimony, quite a number. I don't hear any real answers so far. I could answer everything he's done. He does. Yeah, that's his intro to get in. I do it all the time. It's my intro to boxing in my answer. It gives me 20 seconds to get into the next part of the conversation. So pay attention to what the guy's doing. That's what we're seeing. All of us guys on the behavior panel, we're pretty busy and we're coming and going. Oh boy. Is this our first ad? Not too busy. Not. Oh, oh, it looks like a school lunch. Use code. Uh, you must have not been in school for a while because school lunch looks much worse than that. Ninety <laughs> uh, percent of anyone in the military has the ability to be read into any program that they need to operate in, and I'm talking. Of course, if you're in a Republican state, school lunch doesn't can, exist. Can we try to remain focused here? <laughs> okay, thank you. The security clearance can say that same sentence and be truthful. When he's saying, "I'm extremely highly cleared." I think what he might be referring to is the White House level, which is kind of above top secret, if you want to consider that, which most people don't even hear the name of this level of clearance. But, you know, we like to deliver here for you on the behavior panel, and that's called Yankee White. So he's referring to the clearance level of Yankee White, which isn't really a clearance, but it's kind of a nickname for a level of access. 
So when it comes to clearance, there's no named clearance above top secret, but there are those special access things like this with nicknames. Not for nothing, the guy on the bottom right looks like he would have been one of the lone gunmen from the X-Files. And if you watched the show before, you know what... So this guy, Chase, right now is just explaining exactly what he the guy explained in the interview. Sort of. Sort of. Okay. But he squeezes their lips together. But if you see right after he says crash retrieval program, there's a strong lip compression here. And we typically say this indicates somebody's withholding something. <laughs> he's absolutely holding things back. Literally trying to, to fucking not let the words out by putting your lips together. Mm, I can't. Mm. Mm. And I'm locking eyes. So mm. you're romancing me and doing a lip like compression. Going, going in for a kiss. That's what that is. Mm. Going in for like a, going in for like a, I guess they're going to want to kiss me and I don't mind too much, but I'm not opening my mouth. <laughs> he even says that uh, openly. Uh, he's only oh, Kato Kalen. The guy on the bottom looks like Kato Kalen. Yeah. But keep an eye out for when you see this lip compression in the coming videos that we're going to dissect for you. We're going to reveal a lot. And there's one thing here that I want to focus on that I think will become glaringly important in the coming videos. When he says, so if someone has like a facial tick, do these guys just like, does it just completely throw them off? <clears throat> I imagine <clears throat> that okay. these kinds of experts would notice that. <laughs> Extra They are experts. There's the strongest point here of lip compression. He does not think, in my opinion, probably doesn't think that the beings are extraterrestrial. So lip compression being withholding. Wait, what? What? Is kind what of mean, he said they could be. So like he didn't even say that they're extraterrestrial. And like pursing your lips is what they're talking about. It could mean anything. It could mean you're frustrated with the interview. It could mean you're thinking about something else that's pissing you off. Like it's usually like a like a sign of anger or frustration. Like, but I'm I only know because fucking I do it. I like do it on stream. Like when something on the fucking thing is pissing me off, you'll see me do that. It's not that I'm like fucking, it's not that I don't believe in aliens or whatever the fuck this guy's saying. Baseline for him. Clearly you're holding something in. Yes. Is then followed by a head shake and a dramatic reduction in volume. And there's also a strong downward left eye accessing, which means like he's kind of talking to himself. We'll talk about uh, this a little bit more later. Later, and I'm about a hundred percent sure what he specifically thinks these things are. I think I know what he thinks they are, and I'm going to show you in one of the videos coming up. But overall, this is probably mostly credible. He's got a strange baseline uh, to begin with. And Scott, what do you got? All right, his delivery is really smooth, like it's rehearsed, like he's gone over this not five times like he was in the fucking military he was in the fucking military intelligence yes the first guy explained that to you, you dumb fuck <laughs> yeah like he knows how to talk to people that are interviewing him yeah yeah i don't deny i don't like doubt that this guy that they're talking about was in military intelligence like yeah he knows how to take an interview but this guy scott here is saying that must mean he's rehearsed this a bunch i mean you may I don't know, News Nation, they may be the kind of place that sends you the questions ahead of time. And maybe he did rehearse. Somebody sends me the question ahead of time. I might not rehearse, but I might have some notes. 20 times. He's done this a whole lot. That's what it sounds like to me. He's really confident. His volume's good. He's got great eye contact. 
He's got an you're right, he's got an odd baseline because he's he moves so much, his head moves so much, and he uses his whole mouth when he says words and and all you know when he's talking and it just looks weird. And it's that overconfidence that children have uh quite often that I see that. Now at the same time, yo, fuck this guy. Class. That's rude. In micro expressions, because his mouth movements and his eye movements and his eyebrows and his brow are so are flying around everywhere. And I think his eyebrows are flying around everywhere. <laughs> and you can see the anger in him and you can see the uh, fear in him. You can see the confidence in him. You can see these things when you start narrowing them down and which we'll go over a, bit, a little bit later on. We get some really huge ones in here. Um, he said, I had many officials approach me. It sounds like all of a sudden all these people started coming to him. And That's what like, that means. Yeah. Now, now you're a language expert. <laughs> guy. What, what's so special about this guy? You know, I, I, he's, he's supposed to be smart. Apparently he's a, a physicist or something. That was all about uh, nuclear. I mean, probably it's what we said. He's <laughs> known as the office gullible guy, <laughs> right? He's the UFO guy. <laughs> He's like a, <laughs> they're like, Hey, go see if you can convince this guy that he is actually a victim of MK ultra. He's, he's a pretty smart guy apparently. Cause that's, I think he got a scholarship or something in, in uh, physics or chemistry or something. Um, his illustrators are really low. They're really, they're in his lap, but they're, but they're really affirming. They're they're When they happen, they're right where they should be. They land right on the words like they should when he's making a point. They're not really like literally. That's how people talk if they move their hands when they talk. It's just how people talk. Mm -hmm. Even get a little bit bigger later on. This guy needs some Italian friends. But that, so this guy Scott keeps moving back and forth towards and away from the camera, which, uh, according to body language experts, means that he's lying. Let's me know he's that's he's not true i don't because <laughs> he's rehearsed doesn't mean anything because body language experts are bullshit i think he's actually said before out loud as he's done this if he was uh you know helps if somebody helped him rehearse this so it looks really really easy for him to do um when he says i don't want to denote the origin of where these things came which who he already did he's already been talking about how how they're from you know they're from space or they're spaceships you know, then he starts talking about these uh, different dimensions, how he brings in all this, all these things that all of a sudden make it possible to happen. It's not what we're used to hearing. We're used to hearing, oh, there's a UFO from outer space. They came to land and these guys got out or these things got out. No, he's talking about other dimensions. Now, when you start doing that, these are these exercises that super smart people go through. <laughs> <laughs> if you think it's from Zarkon 9, you're a crazy person. But if you think it's from the 46th dimension, you're super smart because you know about the dimensions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, these guys got to do one on Eric Weinstein. Oh, my God. I agree. They're going to be like, this is the smartest man on the planet. <laughs> you know, the, all the different dimensions. This could possibly be happening. There's a person just like you and another one, except they've got red hair. And then since you can think it up, there's one that's got, you know, four arms. But everything else is the same. With All these incredibly uh, incredible uh, dimensions. So I think I think he's used to, to those exercises that a lot of intelligent people uh, get into and they dive deep and if some of them do because it, it exercises their brain they need something like that to think about outside the box to help them uh to, to that's not their... just intelligent people thinking about alternate dimensions that's like everyone thinks about that 
You don't have to be intelligent to think about that. Like, yeah, everybody, like everybody, yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't have to be like a genius to wonder like what's out there that is unobservable to humanity or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like that crosses everyone's mind. You are, that is not, that is not an indication of anything except that you are, have thought about the world. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. In fact, uh, a lot of times you'll think about that when you're high in high school, you know, when you first, when you first smoke a joint, that's pretty much what goes through your head. And then that's kind of all that goes through your head. We're only one of like countless dimensions. And that's kind of all that goes through your head when you're high all the way through college, actually. (laughs) (laughs) They're that buzz they want when they're, when they're uh, being smart. I don't know how to say it. So I don't sound like I'm bad mouthing them. I don't want to, I'm not bad mouthing them at all. But I mean, I will. I, I think that's what's happening here. I think, <laughs> I think I did when we watched that interview. I want to say right out of the gate, I'm I'm not so sure about anything from space at this point. Mark, what do you... <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, that's, you know, why you're not so sure about beings from space is that you can't examine their body language, obviously, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> they have different body language. It's fucking space body language. <laughs> from that, he, that, you know, space is not is not where he's going to place these ideas he's got some some new places to place things so the et element of it is is potential uh he's going to just distract us from our usual models around this uh look you know wow uh got to be disappointing got to be really annoying to have all to be so highly cleared and yet uh nobody really tell you anything and that's got to be i don't know would you would you hold a grudge he says he doesn't hold a grudge uh later on but i think you know that's got to be pretty annoying somebody so you know got this scholarship in physics uh he's so highly cleared and yet he's the kind of person who people won't really tell anything to uh it would or they'll tell just about anything to (laughs) (laughs) and he uses articulation to really win the status to really win uh the battle there and and we're going to find later on that in some areas he loses that articulation at a really key point about his story let's find out where that happens uh even with this articulation which is kind of really annoying to be around um very annoying to be around that level well these four so far are the experts on annoying to be around (laughs) there's a lot more kind of upward intonation and fucking nightmare blunt rotation so there's a lot of space for this story to to grow in uh how many the interview they'd be examining the way you smoke a joint craft uh these these um he says well quite a number quite a number what does that mean quite a number what more than 10 but less than five i mean a hundred or more i mean quite a number I mean, that could be anything. Why would somebody who is so clear and articulate just give us quite a number? So, so their overlay unironically has that image, you know, that that they put up next to somebody's head when they're thinking. You have to know the meme I'm talking about with all of like the equations and oh, shit. Yeah. Their yeah. their backdrop unironically has a version of that. <laughs> <laughs> So no, no numbers there. Uh, they provided me documents and other proof, but around that we get, um, we get repetition, we get eye block, we get concern, we get lip compression and we get a vocal click on that. I don't expect to hear any or see any of that, those things if documents were provided and other proof. 
So you're saying the documents were... But if documents were provided, there'd be no point in interviewing this guy. You'd just fucking comb through the documents and do a news report on them. Fucking Mark, get the fuck out of here. Something. But what's the other proof? I mean, like, you know, tell us. If there's other proof, tell us what the other proof is. Um, Listen, I'm already finding him... Clearly, the proof is in the pudding. And it's going to get worse. Dig through that pudding. Uh, Space pudding. Out of this for a while <laughs> and, and stick my head in a bucket of water I, I i may well i may well have to do that uh wait why what is that what is that particular body language uh exercise tell us about you if you just all of a sudden put your head in a bucket of water <laughs> frustrated uh you're you're getting ready to use yourself as a mop um uh, being waterboarded waterboarding yourself hey can yeah. i give you one data point one thing to remember is he has an IG complaint, which protects him as a whistleblower, but his sources who disclose this stuff to him are not protected by that IG complaint. Mm-hmm. So he has to be very careful if he says something only Mark knew. Guess who? Mm-hmm. That's one of the things. So I'm going to give him benefit of a doubt there, but yeah, I'm with you. You had the security classifications to go anywhere and ask anyone anything. I had based on my yeah, but they, they but the, 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 the I mean that what a dumb fucking thing to ask. yeah you could go anywhere I well no there no matter what your security clearance is there's going to be offices that you can't go into just because the door's locked and somebody's working and they don't want to talk to you right now. Some multiple polygraphs. <laughs> I had the ability uh, to be read into any program that I needed. At one point in time, I was extremely highly cleared. What conclusion did you come to at the end of your time on the UAP task force? Uh, the UAP task force was refused access to um, a broad crash retrieval program. When you say crash retrieval, what do you mean? Uh, these are retrieving non-human origin uh, technical vehicles, you know, call it spacecraft, if you will, non-human exotic origin vehicles that have either landed or crashed. We have spacecraft. OK, so now he's saying for sure he, he he's saying it's these are, you know, manufactured vehicles that are not human manufactured. FYI, as chat just told us, this is the exact same clip we just watched. We do. We're supposed to go through and watch for him to purse his lips like that and be like, oh, shit, he's holding back the truth about DJ Bob. Okay, so earlier in the clip, he says they're definitely alien. And then later he's like, well, they could be aliens. Dimension 47. Quite a number. You're kidding. No. I thought it was totally nuts, and I thought at first I was being deceived. It was a ruse. People started confiding in me. They approached me. I have plenty of current and former senior intelligence officers that came to me, many of which Maybe I they did get MK Ultra, this guy. That confided in me. They were a part of a program. They named the program. I've never heard of it. And they, they told me, based on their oral testimony, um, and they provided me documents and other, other proof, that there was, in fact, a program that the UAP task force was uh, not read into. You are alleging that the U.S. government has been concealing the existence on this planet of alien life. 
I would couch it as non-human intelligence, you know, NHI, like we would like to say in our, our language. Why do you say that? Why do you say NHI? I don't want to necessarily denote origin. I don't think we have all the data to say. Because it was the fucking dolphin. A certain, a certain the dolphins built a boat, and I, and okay? I, I couch it as somebody who studied physics where maybe they're coming from a different physical dimension as described in quantum mechanics. We know there's extra dimensions due to high, uh, high energy particle collisions, etc. And there's a theoretical framework to explain that. Yeah. Just let me we don't know though. there are extra dimensions, by there the way. An intelligent and 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 to to decide from like theoretical stuff around that that a fucking spacecraft or something that appears to be a spacecraft could just pop in from another dimension. Why would it even need to appear to be a spacecraft if it just popped in from another dimension? <laughs> it could appear to be a blue kangaroo or something. Like who the fuck knows? <laughs> Just be a yeah, weird why not just go through yourself? Why do you need a craft at that point? Right. It could be a weird rock we've never seen or <laughs> species engaging with this planet. Yes, that's potentially extraterrestrial. Yeah. <laughs> I speak for everybody sitting yeah. at home. That is a shock. It was to me. And uh, I had a lot of sleepless nights. You're not being paid for this interview? No, I'm not. Why are you doing this? It's a sense of because News Nation doesn't have any money. You know, call me a Boy Scout or, or whatever. It just a when I saw the kind of wrongdoing I did. I don't want to be 60, 70 years old in the future and uh, have that. You know, coulda, shoulda, woulda. He's like, I got fired and I need to grift. Kind of uh, feeling where I, I could have made a difference. I do not want to live a life in. I don't know if it is a grift. I think he's just really gullible to the human race for the first time. An official intelligence representative at a high level from the US government is saying publicly, we are not alone. We're definitely not alone. Absolutely, the data points empirically that we're not alone, yeah. You've said that we have, the United States has spacecraft, intact craft. We do. Do we have bodies? Do we have species of well, well naturally um when you recover something that's either landed or crashed um sometimes you encounter um dead pilots and uh, believe it or not as fan as fantastical as that sounds it's true have you seen spacecraft i've seen some interesting photos and i've read some very interesting reports <laughs> what do you got no it's a no yeah. Uh, so also when, when he asked him, like, are there bodies? Do we have bodies? He just goes, well, sometimes when things crash, there are bodies. And can you believe it? It's true. It's like, okay, well, that didn't answer the question. It's some very interesting reports. All right, Chase, what do you got? So his regular behavior is already uh, scientifically what I would call super strange. <laughs> it's like a scientifically super strange some eric weinstein level shit here some spectrum involvement here but it's mixed with what i think might be this desire to be larger than life and this is going to play out in a way that i think you might not expect and i think there's an element of i think it's going to play out in exactly the way that i expect and mark i would love to hear your take on this uh, it's almost as if he's performing, which would mean that he's being deceptive, not not being deceptive necessarily. Sir, sir, there's a camera in front of him. He knows he's being on TV. Even if he's believes he's being genuine, there's a way in which he's performing. 
but maybe he's acting out some kind of a role. And you see his eyes close while he's saying the sense of service. And this closed eye talking is most common in Western countries when somebody's patting themselves on a back in like a pretentious manner while they're trying to make it look humble. And the example is always I give that's when you ask your neighbor why they bought some solar panels for their house or an electric car and they go, oh, well, you know, it's good for the environment. You see the same exact behavior. He uses the left side of his body to talk about negative stuff. And this is spot on throughout the video. And you'll see this again. So this is going to come up later. So he uses this side. How is this not just fucking body language phrenology? <laughs> yep. When he's speaking about something negative, and that'll come up in a minute. There's a weird upward lilt in his voice in just unusual places. He's a bit of an uptalker. It's almost as if he uses the lilt instead of a head nod or something to accentuate stuff in his speech that he thinks is important. I think this is a normal way of being for him, and I bet good money he was in theater and has a natural dramatic flair in his voice. We also he's heard him theater use kid. tone shifts when Jazz he's discussing ass. information that we bet know good be money true, he was in theater. We try to establish a I wouldn't. baseline. I can imagine him using the same tone in his kitchen, asking somebody if they want a cocktail or a glass of water or something. So you mean that's just how he talks? Yeah. He's like, oh, he also talks like this in casual conversation. <clears throat> well, that leads me to believe that that's just one of this, the ways this guy talks. Uh, yeah, it, it sounds like he's just talking. Right. But he admits the U.S. having uh, intact craft and spacecraft, but the interviewer didn't specify the origin of that craft. NASA has spacecraft that are intact, as I'm aware. Uh, no, he, he definitely specified the origin of that craft. He said specifically non-human origin. Right. And the interviewer isn't there to specify anything. The interviewer is supposed to be there to ask questions to clarify for the audience, for the viewers. And when he's asked about the bodies, he's uncomfortable. And he uses a hypothetical scenario to escape the question instead of answering. And if you listen again, he could easily, in his mind, be speaking about recovering any crashed aircraft, any crashed aircraft. So seeing interesting photos and reading interesting reports is not conclusive or even hinting at them being official. And if you're watching this video here with us, you have also seen interesting photos and interesting reports. If you spend I've time never on seen Reddit any interesting reading about photos. UFOs. Greg, what do you got? Yeah. First of all, Chase, do you have bodies in your closet? No. Yeah, exactly. No. Yes or no is the answer. Not, hey, sometimes when you're stumbling around in the dark, you find a body and you put it in your closet. That would be funny if he looked real uncomfortable when he said that. Yes, <laughs> right. No question. Do you have bodies in your closet? Uh, 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 no. Where no, he just I starts don't. like looking no. over, looking like kind of. Yeah. No. <laughs> that yes or no and say why you know it let me tell you that also in the intelligence business this is not an intelligence interview this is a sensational interview that these you don't say because it's entertaining whether it's true or not is another story that we're not going to tell you yet what we think but look as you interrogate and somebody says i heard that from someone else that's called hearsay and it's caveated in your reporting it's been a long time since i've written a, an intelligence report but you caveat that hearsay and you say who told you 
When do they tell you and how do they know? That's an important part of how you report intelligence. I would ask him, hey, how did you know? I would have gone down that thing. Here's the first really big lip compression to me and fading facts when he says you're not alone. He goes, yeah, and he really compresses. Let me give you a third reason because we say compressing your lips is often controlling. That's what he means? Information. Like I'll say yep, pursing your lips, yeah. When people are very emotional, they'll do it. Another time is to suppress a smile. So let's pay attention because if I'm afraid I'm going to smile, I may go to control it as well. Let's pay attention to him very closely. I love that you brought up the closed eye talking, Chase, because I had Chase's closed eye talking right here. Um, his amused upper face at the time he's doing that compressed lip. Oh, Chase Hughes is the closed eye talking guy. That's his claim to fame. Do that and close your eyes. There we go. I don't know what you're doing now. <laughs> I'm I, I there's something about what I'm saying. I maybe I believe it, maybe I don't. Maybe I'm lying. Maybe you're on Maybe acid. it's the truth. Almost smiling makes me concerned that that lip compression is more than simply withholding information. Do we have bodies? Um or uh yes. There's that's a yes or no question. Come on. There's a brand new head wobble that we haven't seen yet on 3 Oh, axis. oh maybe he was just thinking of a song. He was like, he was thinking of a Beyonce song and he was rocking out a little in his mind because the interviewer is not that great. Not the normal. Nobody clipped that. With his head <laughs> as he conditions, believe it or not, fantastic. Let's look for that again. And then at the end, when he says it's true, he does a request for approval. All that feels awfully awkward from what we've seen. I agree with you, Chase. There's somewhat of an act here. But let me also tell you that when you resist interrogation, there's somewhat of an act to who you are because you're trying not to project enough information for them to get a hold of you. It's kind of a Teflon thing. He said, I I've seen enough. I, I'll, I'll leave that one alone because you said exactly what I do. All of us have seen reports and seen photos and read things. There's a lilt at the end as he's, as he says that, as he finishes up, I've, I've um, when he says, I have seen photos and read reports, there's a lilt. That's a I feel like these guys are taking this interview way too seriously. The, I mean, I watched it and took it serious. We watched the interview on the Sunday show. And I mean, I took it seriously. You probably made fun of it, though. Well, you have to take it somewhat seriously to uh, effectively make fun of it. Yeah. Okay, these guys aren't making fun of it. They're like critically analyzing it or, well, you know, doing what they call critical analysis. Well, that's why we're here making fun of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> where? Tell me what you saw. Tell me when. And force him to get to the point where he does the age old, I can't tell you. That's when you are pushing a guy. Literally, when a guy's cleared, Chase, if I push you on a hot topic, you get to a point you find a way around it. You don't keep answering questions or you simply say, I can't talk about that. And that's what people do. Now, you get the guy who says, you know, the age old thing. If I tell you, I'd have to kill you. We all know that's BS, but that's just the way people. A lot of people. But, 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 but that, 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 yeah, it's most of the time people say it as a joke. I, mean, I may have said that to you at one point on the stream. It's a, you know what I mean, HK? <laughs> or you might have said that to me at one point on stream. And I probably didn't think that you were being serious. Right. It's usually a joke, actually. Yes. What did you see? Where'd you see it? I, I Look, and why, if you were this important, why didn't you see the real thing instead of pictures? Why? Why? I poke him. Look, I know that this guy was in the program according to what the vetting has been done by the news network, and these guys are pretty credible, so you, you'd hope they checked his background. Uh, Mark, what do you got? 
Uh, yeah. He's not credible uh, well, anymore. Else, uh, other than to concur with what you said, because this one's a little bit of a simple one, isn't it? Yes, Chase, absolutely. We've got the closed eye talking there. I had it as well. Um, th- to the idea of that he's, he's acting, there is an act going on. I think you're right. And I think that th- what I would call the mugging that we're seeing, which is the overemphasis in the face of certain There was a things. mugging? I think... <clears throat> so... <clears throat> This guy's like, oh, he's being a little bombastic while he's talking about fucking space aliens. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you, you that's, that's, yeah, yeah, sure. This, uh, this is a little bit of a bombastic topic here, Mark. It's about him playing a role, and I think it's a moral role. I think it's virtue signaling. I think he's be playing the role of I'm a, I'm a moral hero in this situation. Uh, I think further on we'll find out what he who he believes is or what he believes is immoral, and and what he's on the crusade. I mean, that's just uh, what a whistleblower feels about themselves, right? Like, I'm not saying, like, he actually is a whistleblower, but, like, a whistleblower is supposed to be, like, oh, I'm I'm blowing the whistle because I've, I have the strong moral imperative that I, I must reveal this information, even though I'm not supposed to. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, um, kind of built into the, built into the concept, right? Yeah, no one, like, blows the whistle because they're like, ah, I was bored. <laughs> said uh, against um but 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 look if he is um wanting to live this 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 incredible life of being more moral than everybody else and not living any re- regret as he says he's not really on the edge of his seat around that i mean somebody who's taking this moment to go this is my moment to to do the opposite of what most other people have done and do the right thing He's really laid back and relaxed around that, and a little bit protected. Well, yeah, because he's not actually a whistleblower. Like around that. Well, if if he was, he would be afraid that the government would be coming after him. Well, there's supposed to be protections around that, but I don't want to get too uh, into the weeds on that. What if this guy's dispositionally just sort of pre-inclined to be kicking back while he's talking? What if that's Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> what if like that's what's going on and that, that doesn't mean anything? Yeah. It doesn't seem to have the 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 entropy that I would think it, it should have for somebody who's on that that kind of real crusade. Yeah, but the other thing is if he comes out screaming about it like fucking Madison Star Moon, like <clears throat> or is anybody gonna believe him? He's trying to appear credible through being like kind of calm. Well, I, I do agree with him that like, uh, you know, I would phrase it as if, uh, as, as to say like his actions seem as if he knows he's not going to get in trouble for this, uh, because he's not saying anything that's like credible. Yeah. So, you know, as opposed to someone like Edward Snowden, uh, is that, that's his name, right? Edward. Yes. Go on. Uh, yeah, like when he uh released those the documents, like he knew he was in big shit, so he fled the country first. Uh again to your point, Greg, do we have bodies? Um the answer should be yes or no. It's really simple. Yes, no, but he becomes 
uh, Scott, one of your phrases here, he becomes the mayor of qualifier town around this. <laughs> I've never seen so many qualifications as to how, you know, how you can manoeuvre around a yes or no uh, answer around this. Um, two for two, uh, still an incredibly annoying individual. Scott, what do you got? Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> and like you said, these guys would know. <laughs> reason to be doing this and what he said his whole thing on the base of this whole thing is uh, ethics and morality that's so that's what he brings up almost at the end of as often as he's doing as as we're seeing i do like this fourth guy down in the corner uh mark uh bowden uh i i think he's sometimes a bit silly but uh <laughs> he seems kind of charming to be doing this and what he said his whole thing on the base of this whole thing is uh, ethics and morality that's so that's what he brings up almost at the end of as often as he's doing as as we're seeing compressed lips we're seeing um stress mouth at the end where his his lips are doing that Wait, how's that different ethics and morality so i that's what he's basing the whole thing on and so if he has been trained to do this if he is, if this is a show like that's the gut feeling i have he's got he's he's on a mission here to say specific things to get specific uh, information out i think i think that might be what we're taking a look at here the questions are basically the same i mean it's just again so they're aliens they're people from outer space what's going on where are they from i gotta ask you he's asking the same questions it's the same thing over and over with it with the guy asking questions he's not getting the answers he wants you know or set up the way he wants them he's getting the idea sorry they'll bug in here but he's, he's not getting the answer he wants and he does say there are dead and alive pilots so he's confirming there's something that something has been here did he say there were alive pilots pilots just pilots he does not say what kind oh, he doesn't, doesn't say, say alien pilots don't say alien pilots. No, yeah. no, I'm saying is dead and alive. He says pilots. dead. There there, we've got a bunch of them here in the country. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that. But okay, I, I think then maybe it's the presentation of it that's making us think it's dead alien pilots. That's the that's the concept. It's the I'm framework. Yeah, it's the framework. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's so, it's clearly what he's implying. But right. yes, he's not explicitly stating it. Yes. And I would say not even heavily implying, just implying kind yeah. of lukewarm, <laughs> lukewarm implications. I see what you're saying. <laughs> you're not going to agree so hard on this thing, Chase. It's ridiculous because I know where you're going with this. I'm going to agree with you so, so hard, Chase. Oh, I think so. I think so, man. <laughs> I've got a I good rap. Some... Oh, yeah. 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 Um, let's see. Then after his, but after you might call his, that a raging agreement going to fading facts. It gets kind of quiet there. So I think he's, he, this may not be the true reason he's doing it, which I really don't think it is, which would go back to my, my wrap up at the end. I'll, I'll talk about that. Um, then again, he's asking about the existence of aliens and he says, we are not alone. So he's confirming that there's something he's confirming that there's something, but he doesn't say they're from space. He says he's, he's, he's already said they're from this most likely from this other dimension. And a little while we'll hear him contradict that, but I'll, I'll I'll wait for that. Okay, we good? Yeah. All right. You're not being paid for this interview? No, I'm not. Why are you doing this? It's a sense of service, you know? Call me a Boy Scout or, or whatever. <clears throat> I think we'll go ahead and skip the replay part here, if that's okay with nope. everybody. We already saw this. Here we go. Here's the next part. Let's deal with the issue of your credibility. Mm-hmm. Lack of. We believe you. You're just somebody coming out of nowhere, mm -hmm. making claims that 
we really ultimately can't prove. Yeah. Well, we, we provided the, the proof internally to the inspector general and the Hill staff and we went into all the details. I mean, did everybody clap? Uh, I was an intelligence officer on the UAP task force. But let's face it, allegations of aliens and their spacecraft are hard to accept, even coming from a respected insider. Even if you call them NHI and UAP, how could such NHI travel to Earth in the first place and go undetected by the general public? Grush says the craft may not be travelling through space as we understand it. It is a well-established uh, fact, at least mathematically and based on empirical observation and analysis, that there most likely are physical additional spatial dimensions. You could imagine... Uh, what the fuck did he just say? Excuse me? It's a well-established fact that there are theoretically maybe other physical dimensions? What? ends up being a physical how is it a well-established fact if you're saying maybe if you were living there you could translate across what we perceive as a linear flow so there is a uh, possibility that and it, this is a theory here I'm not saying this is hundred percent the case but uh, it could be that this is not necessarily extraterrestrial and it's actually coming from a higher dimensional physical space that might be co-located um, you know, right here. But if it's never mind, I'm not even going to get into what higher dimensional physical space that's co-located here. Or is it like an extra server farm? Get the fuck out of here. All right, Mark, what do you got? Uh, yeah. Well, first of all, I love that intake of breath there. That's, that's fully out of baseline as he goes into fudging the category of ET into NHI. Uh, not I mean, again, there, like there are so many reasons to know that this guy is full of shit without having to to say like, oh, well, he breathed heavily before this sentence, so this sentence is clearly false. No, the the content of the sentence is clearly false. You right. don't need a heavy breath. He's <laughs> already pushing our categorization. Uh, he's a real postmodernist, this guy. Uh, real postmodernist, this guy. Get the fuck out of here. So we won't have anything really to to hold on to, our usual ideas, which is going to cause him to slip up in the end because he's going to go back to some usual physics idea. I get your point, Scott, that he's apparently, ha you know, studied a bit of physics, uh, probably could have studied more because because pretty rudimentary the way he goes with it uh, and also well the thing about that is like <clears throat> uh, actually a good communicator with a deep understanding of, uh, of any field would try to explain it to a uh, tv audience in a rudimentary way so I, that there's no yes. there's there would be there, that would be how you uh, communicate uh, actually so that people could understand it that's that's a good science communication i think that he's confusing that with what this person is saying is cuckoo birds <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> over his own fudging of, of, of categories there. What I love, uh, and you know me, I love an Australian. Uh, I love an Australian uh, interviewer. We're great fans of uh, Liam, I think it is, on, uh, not Ian, Liam, uh, on, I think, Channel Channel 7, I think it is. Uh, anyway, this guy's great as well. I loved it in the in the first um, uh, um, uh, video where he says, you're kidding, <laughs> you're kidding. He really calls it on that. He goes, you're, mate, you're kidding, you're making this up, aren't you? Uh, well, 
he's got the look in this video of of an adult that's watching an eight-year-old tell stories there's this real kind of pleasure you know slight pleasure on his face as he listens and listens to this wild story happening mildly wild story happening evolve and evolve and evolve and i think it's more that he's thinking to himself like oh the ratings on this will be pretty good because this is some fucking wild shit (laughs) he's he's pretty pleased with himself because he's like i'm gonna keep my job (laughs) at least till the venture capital runs out over here at news nation him along eeks him along kind of teases him uh along um three for three still quite an annoying individual greg what do you got on this one yeah what i love about this and when i first heard him ask the question i was like why the hell would you ask a conjecture question and i thought because what you're doing is allowing this guy to give you his opinion which he does a lot in this show but it's brilliant because what happens and i don't know that the interviewer until intentionally did something brilliant but he does something brilliant you get this guy now to look at his baseline my guess is this is him in his living room talking to people look at all the hand movement look at all the facial expressions everything changes if you look at it, here's the body language of him persuading in his opinion. So let's mark it and see what he does when he does it again. When he's in factual and telling like the whole time officer on the UAP task force, downward telling that he's got rambling filler words as he thinks and his hands are doing the work while his brain is doing the work. At In fact, at least observationally, blah, 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 before he gets to a word because he's thinking. He's got great congruency of message because his body is talking as his brain is talking. There's a lot of eye accessing as he thinks about what he's saying instead of riveted eye contact and romancer. He's creating an answer. He looks down. It's not internal voice. Romancer with the answer. Tim creating the right answer to answer the question. <laughs> and then he draws his head back and does it, keeps his eyes contacting and does that pulling taffy move. Are you with me? Are you with me? Are you with me? As he looks under his brow, when he does that telling of the thing, it's just, How can you look over your brow? <laughs> his brow goes up and that's, do you get me? I would expect, look, if I tomorrow saw a whole bunch of UFOs and had documented evidence, I'd have a hell of a lot of passion around saying, Hey guys, here's what I know. And here's a fact. And I'd have a lot more passion than this guy does when he's telling us about reading reports and that he's got a hell of a lot of passion and a lot of body movement, a lot of body narration, as you would call it, Chase, when he's talking about his opinion. Scott, what do you got? All right. That big old deep breath before he starts answering, Mark, I agree with you. He's ready for that. I think he said it so many times he's almost bored with it because he's like, uh, he, as he starts talking, because it's the top of it. It's almost like a yawn. So I, that's called, I, that I, is not the impression that I got out of it. Yeah. I thought he was just breathing in because he knew he was going to say a lot of words. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm going to have to say a lot of words. I should breathe. But the other thing you <laughs> described was a sigh. The thing he did wasn't a yawn. I didn't, I didn't see a sigh either. Now I'm the body language expert. I didn't see a <laughs> sigh either. Or I didn't see a sigh, but the way he described it was a sigh, not a yawn, right? Yeah. I think it, that might bore him a little bit. But now he's suggesting the, the aliens came from another, another dimension on Earth. Uh, and they're alongside us, but we can't see them, you know. And he says this is just a theory. But before he talked about how the math and all those things proved that they were true, and he says as it's a fact. So this this is where it's getting it's starting to bug me because he's he's contradicting himself. He's saying it is one thing, and, and this is a fact. He's saying, but you know, this is just a theory. They came from one of these these things. But before he said they most likely came from another dimension (laughs) but he also could just be like really stupid or just making shit up maybe he's just winging it yeah 
I think I take back what I said earlier. He probably isn't a true believer. He probably is just lying. I mean, it, it seems like he's just lying. Uh, but uh, yeah, he, he maybe he really is just gullible and stupid and can't keep his story straight because he doesn't know what his story is. <laughs> And one of the amazing things, actually, is I haven't seen any conspiracy theorist co- suggest that possibly this guy's like controlled opposition. You know what I'm saying? Is that like, <laughs> oh, he's he works in intelligence, you say, and he's out here saying all this kind of dumb stuff about uh, the aliens. Hmm. hmm. Maybe. <laughs> maybe that's what he's. That's maybe that's his job. <laughs> maybe. Saying this because that's what it sounds like to me. It sounds like how many Lamborghinis does he own? or something you know because I, I remember at, at, at in which dimension Berkeley, when these guys do <laughs> talk about other dimensions and stuff like that all the time that's what the government do. has so many cross-dimensional <laughs> lamborghinis <laughs> you know it's just starting to sound a bit odd his body language really hasn't hasn't changed a whole lot in this his voice tone volume and his cadence everything seems to be the same he's he's going right along with that same personality and that lilt in there uh, yeah like, that scott that's because that's how he talks child Really big facial expressions, a lot of huge mouth and, and eye movement. So this is, it's, I think he's prepared for all this. And I, I think it shows. It, it, could, you, it shows. could you imagine someone might prepare for an interview? Something's <laughs> up here. He's got, he's got a plan that he's following. I, th- I think uh, you guys are right about that. I think there's, I think there's something up here. Uh, Chase, what do you got? Yeah, there's a tiny flash of anger on his face when he says they provided this proof. And I don't think this is him being angry at the interviewer. I think it's either a feeling of superiority uh, and he's angry that somebody wouldn't answer that question or somebody would ask him that or that he's angry the inspector general didn't make the proof public. All right. So what, who's who's making shit up? The, the interview that we're watching or these guys? I think everybody. There's there's nobody to root for. Yes, here. all of the above. Everybody's making shit up these days. And, and the people who uh, hate listen to our podcast are like, well, shit. Now there's actually no one to root for. I'm not rooting for the fucking people in the News <laughs> Nation interview. Don't like the body language experts, and I don't like Dave and HK either. <laughs> <laughs> to kind of roll into this, what you were talking about, as he's describing this, there are a few hallmarks that indicate. This is what he truly believes, and he doesn't want to publicly say it. He calls it a well-established fact and gives it credibility. His confidence spikes. His gestures are more animated. Sure, he calls it a well-established fact, but then he says maybe, right? And when he's talking about four- and five-dimensional space, his eyes move to the lower right. We typically look down. I mean, that's where the fifth dimension is, is down into the right, dude. Yep, there it is, right there. Something I can see it. Emotional, something we're right really there. passionate about. And this is a theory. I'm not saying uh, this is 100% true. I think that's what he said, or 100% the case. And this shows us he likely believes it is the most likely case. And he's gesturing to his right side to talk about all of this. This is where he uses positive gestures over here. He's using his right side. So to sum this up, I'm going to give you a quote from Interstellar. Where they are in this four-dimensional tesseract, and there's this robot named uh, Tars, I think, in the movie with Matthew McConaughey in this black hole. And the robot says to Matthew McConaughey, 
he says, humans couldn't build this. And McConaughey replies, not yet. I believe David thinks these are humans, but not from here. And if, in fact, he like believes the, this like the fucking, all, like the fucking Pleiadians. More of it in just a second. Is this like, um, so now he's uh positing what this this interview guy is like truly think he's divining the guy's true thoughts is that what's happening here i think so i think so this is like layers and layers of bullshit <laughs> on top of something that was already layers and layers of bullshit <laughs> and then like i said for people who don't like our show now we're on the third set of layers of bullshit because <laughs> you and me don't know what the fuck we're talking about either. now we're like a tiered bullshit cake it's like a it's like a, um it's like a like a like a like a bean dip <laughs> a seven layer bullshit dip we're not <laughs> one of those tape replays let's deal with the issue of your credibility mm -hmm. let's deal with skipping the replay based on uh, you know right here what can you tell me about these craft these technologies why do you know it's exotic uh, based on uh, the very specific properties that I was briefed on. Pop-up headlights, a V12 engine. Isotopic ratios. Uh, I think these craft are macaroni and cheese. For it to be Store brand. Um, at those levels, but also <laughs> just extremely uh, uh, strange, heavy atomic metal, you know, high up in the periodic table um, arrangements that um, we don't understand you know what the emergent properties are but there's just a very strange mix of um elements so you're absolutely sure that the materials <laughs> so, that wait, these craft are made of, so they're made out of a strange mix of elements that we don't understand the properties of that are metal that we are that are high on the periodic table okay so melt them uh clearly not of this earth yeah, they're sophisticatedly engineered, um, certainly not by humans. And while Grush says the U.S. has gleaned some insight from these materials for military use, so much more could be done if academia and the private sector had access. It's totally they the private us. sector and then they showed a fucking public train. Uh, it's uh, humanity as a whole, especially, you know, the U.S. citizenry as a whole, they're not even benefiting um, from broad research on this to solve, you know, propulsion, energy issues, um, novel material science that can improve people's quality of life. It's just totally nuts uh, how it's been protected and uh, inhibits progress. If you're right, if you're telling us the truth, mm -hmm. everyone, the entire American public, has been lied to for decades. Yeah, there's a sophisticated uh, disinformation campaign targeting the U.S. populace, which is extremely unethical and immoral. All right, Greg, right. what do you got? So he starts to, now he starts to bump into giving away some intelligence. The minute you start talking about facts about what is in a program, like for example, kinds of metals, that kind of stuff, you're now disclosing intelligence because that stuff if nobody else knows it's intelligence but he's not going into these are made out of metal is not uh, is not high level intelligence greg he's not talking metal about you what? can't even understand he's just using but it's also on the periodic table not he's not using <laughs> but it's really high up there he's i mean he's using language a lot of language does he mean high number or just like in the top right 
and content. So as you listen to him, listen for language without content. These words he's using, like isotopic ratios. Okay, what were they? You're, you're going to bring it up. What were they? Give me some numbers. Tell me what that is. Then he says, also, like, there's a reason we don't use metals that are super high on the periodic table, like high number, atomic number. And it's because they're radioactive. That may be what he was trying to imply or say. Maybe high numbers on the periodic table. Even Bob Lazar gave us a number. Come on, man. We can make that up. It's 269, whatever number you want to make up. But like we can make a spaceship out of plutonium. It's just a really bad idea. If he's a physicist, he would probably know that number and would remember it. I'm just I'm questioning anytime I hear somebody bump up against something and they're using a language of but no content. It makes me uncomfortable because guess who uses that? Disinformation campaigns use that because what? Yep. The, okay. Now that now I'm with it. I think that uh, the, the highest probability is the dude's a crackpot. A low probability, but still not impossible, is that the dude's the dude is actually uh, still an intelligence operative, <laughs> controlled opposition. Yeah. Yeah. What they do <laughs> is they blast out language with no content and then you can't prove or disprove what they say it's powerful is a tool it's what we do and now he drops to internal voice in a heavy way well if i'm navigating language i'm gonna drop to an internal voice i would have said look man what were you briefed on you tell me exactly what you briefed on and push him until he said i can't tell you then i said okay we'll, we'll leave that alone we'll move to a new one I could, if you ask me these same questions, I can answer everything this guy has done today. Everything he said, I could answer because I don't know much about physics except for periodic table has no end. We just haven't found everything on it. To your point about Matthew McConaughey and not yet. We just don't know what's there. There's no content, a lot of jargon. And then there's a lip compression again at a strange mix of elements. And I think that's because he ran out of words and needed to stop. Here's he's talking about when he starts talking about normal stuff. When there's when he's talking about progress in that watch again, no eye contact. He's now he's thinking. His brain is working and he's moving away. But when you ask him a hard question, there's riveted eye contact. That makes me uncomfortable. The interrogator in me goes, mm, "My bullshit meter is pegged when you do that. I'm uncomfortable." Then his head back, his head goes back, and he's got an RFA, a request for approval, as his brow goes up. At the as he says the word disinformation campaign, and a little distaste in his mouth. Hmm. Hmm. You got my attention. Chase, what do you got? You just took all the good stuff. Only one of them spoke, that, Chase. Uh, interstellar thing earlier, if you're watching. <laughs> it just happens to be my favorite movie of all time. And I think that's what he was describing. But uh, maybe you should do a movie podcast. It's certainly not by humans. There's <laughs> lip compression. And it's different than his normal lip compression because these muscles right here, the sternocleidomastoid muscles, and there's pre-swallow movement right before the camera cuts. You can see that. I think he did. I'm, I'm fucking nine jokes about the pre-swallow movement, and I'm not going to tell any of them. Agrees with the statement, and whether it's your statement or somebody else's, you can use this technique anywhere when you start seeing things like that, especially the lip compression. And then he says there's a strange mix of elements. He's showing more disagreement on his face here than at any other time in the interview, as far as I could see. There's a lip what the fuck does he mean by that? Showing more disagreement? So, like, what, he's lying? I mean, the only way I know, like, to show disagreement is, like, when you roll your eyes at somebody, you're like, whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah. If you're, like, saying, if you're, if you're bullshitting someone and rolling your eyes at yourself, maybe... <laughs> 
in the but like that's sarcasm starting to creep in there then the head goes backward like this head withdrawal greg i think you were talking about that and there's finally emotional accessing some down right movement and his baseline is to move down left and he's either holding something huge back here which might be the case or he disagrees with this pretty strongly which it tends to look more like from my experience and in the case that he disagrees with what he's saying this would point even closer to the possibility that he's acting and doing this as some kind of a performance uh, but with a script maybe written by somebody else it's interesting so far but let's look at the rest to see if we can confirm that or not but when he says disinformation uh, campaign it shows contempt a little bit on his face but one huge thing here is the use of the word sophisticated to describe the disinformation campaign it's the identical word he used to describe these awesome spacecraft which he holds in such high regards as not really he said sophisticatedly manufactured word this is but also <clears throat> the word sophisticated is a useful word so yeah. i don't you could describe many things as that to be fair like your beanie is sophisticated if you don't know how to make it well thank you common when i didn't make it myself something they do not use the same words to describe something they don't like almost i believe it was also made by a machine this is a big deal in that the, that sophisticated machine being used information <laughs> campaign is pretty strange here and we might see some more of that coming up scott all right great now let's talk about that because that that uh contempt comes between um sophisticated and uh misinformation campaign so that's there's there's something up there's something up, there's something up there then he goes right into that whole thing about ethics again that the whole thing he's squatted on about ethics and morality he goes back to that so he, I, I, we may be going down the same road chase I, I i think maybe so again all this is hearsay he's not showing it he hasn't really seen much he hasn't seen anything he hasn't said well i saw this or i saw that he says he saw some videos but he's not seeing any of these whatever it is uh, these uh non-human um beings he hasn't seen anything all these people have just come and talked to him about it out of nowhere just start telling him about it uh then he then he goes back into that when he goes back into that high-end talk about with about physics and all that stuff he's just making it so it's okay that is a jumbling thing where it sort of mixes stuff uh, the term coined on my show by alex mandela of the uh q origins project that's called academic window dressing then he comes back out so you will trust what he's saying and believe he's smarter than you but you just got to trust him on this i know what that looks like i see that all the time because someone who thinks they're really smart and they're and there's so they try to to throw in all this jargon like the same thing you were saying earlier greg all this stuff going on but it really doesn't mean much and like uh, eric weinstein <laughs> mark there's not a lot of depth to it but it sounds like a whole lot's going on there you know if you're going to be uh, trying to get something across to the masses you'd want you could do that and be okay because the the uh, there's a whole lot there are a whole lot of people out there that aren't uh, uh, the smartest people in the whole wide world and then there's that bunch of people up here who are pretty smart but there's more that aren't than that are so when it comes to accepting information as a whole but i think in this as, case it wouldn't i wouldn't use smart i'd use knowledgeable about the subject matter versus smart right yeah you can be I think the smartest people I've ever met are just like, I don't really know a whole lot about a whole lot because I don't know a whole lot about everything. <laughs> like, <laughs> as, as an entire group, it's more likely to be accepted by, since there are more 
people that would that would accept it in that group than wouldn't accept it. I'm trying not to give away my ending. Um, and we're still still seeing a lot of micro expressions of fear and anxiety. So this is this is getting as as horrifically boring. As Unlike this guy who's botoxed his face to the point where he has no microaggression micro expressions. It's really interesting and fascinating as far as um, facial expressions go. If you're into into micro expressions, uh, Mark, what do you got? Okay, yeah, what is a micro so expression? Annoying. I mean, it's self explanatory. HK, where you like smile like, real quick. Okay, but like if I just if I went like this. Is that a microaggression? Uh, expression. I don't know, HK. I don't really want a micro micro expression. Man, you know what people I are really going to enjoy? A is... muscle right here. Does that like that could have been non? Uh, what do you call it? Uh, I didn't mean to do that. Like Chat said, it's less than a super expression or a mega expression. <laughs> like it, it sounds like that could be something someone doesn't mean to do. You know what I mean? Uh, Mark, what do you got? Yeah, this is so annoying. Uh, got my- what 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 part, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I agree. <laughs> All parts of this are so annoying. <laughs> Correct, Mark. He's like, this is so annoying. But then then he turns off his camera and leaves. That's the power move here. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, <laughs> best ending. <laughs> my, so here's my gut instinct on this because I, I I sit day after day in a lot of rooms with analysts or on video with analysts. I listen to a lot of analysts, and the moment you get somebody like this in the room is the moment where you send a message and you go get this one out. Like, this is literally a waste of our space-time continuum. So it's, I mean, just an utter, utter waste of time from moment one. Call him a wanker. told, he said, utter hearsay. From moment one, he's just gone, hearsay. All right, get him out the room. No point in this. Zero point in this. Get him out the room. There is, he's expending so much energy on concern, on lip compression, on eye blocks, on, um, you know. I was with him here for, for a little bit, but now he's, he's lost me. Yeah, I was with him when he said, this is so annoying. Yep. <laughs> and then to your point, Chase, tightening out the mouth into a, a full Wallace and Gromit fear. And I'm not sure it's because exactly that, exactly that, Chase. I, I, like that? I think those are mugged expressions. I think those are acted expressions um, and could be could be due to neurotype, could be because I think there's there could be something there in his neurology that means he, he maybe doesn't know the feelings but has seen them and wants to display them or could be just a simple act of I need to put a lot of energy into this to show people just how complex and concerning and, and like, you know, incredible and believe it or not, this is, well, no, but I don't, like, even if I wanted to believe it, I can't listen to you as an analyst. There is nothing that you're doing right now that that would make me give up my time to, to watch anymore. So I, I totally understand. I totally understand if that is his demeanor, how he could be given clearances and nobody want to talk to him. Nobody want to go, oh, you got the clearance, but and let's, let's open, let's open up the door. You know, let's, let's let you behind the real door. I wouldn't let him, I wouldn't let him through my front door. What a total pedant. You know, what a, what a, t- wait a minute waste of time he is. Anyway, that's just, that's just my opinion. Uh, 
All right. Well, um, I don't want to go through another uh, round of this because we're getting uh, we're getting up to about <laughs> about the length that the podcast usually is here. So, um, <clears throat> we'll have to. What did we learn today? Well, we'll have to decide if we're going to watch more of this during the post game. I'm leaning toward no, um, but we could maybe watch a little more of this during the post game. <clears throat> uh, I I think that. I can't decide who's more full of shit, the, the the guy being interviewed or the the body language experts uh, analyzing it. This is, uh, this is uh, in other words, this is really good intellectual Dollar Tree content. <laughs> yes, it's very good. <laughs> Spot on for us. <laughs> Spot on. So we're we're gonna go ahead. We'll watch a couple more rounds of them looking uh, looking at this guy's stuff uh, during the post game. And uh, with that, HK, do you want to read the show out? Yes. Thank you for watching Intellectual Dollar Tree. We do this show every Wednesday night at seven p.m. Pacific on Twitch.tv slash Echoplex. Uh, sorry, Echoplex Media. Uh, EchoplexMedia.com. You can check out all our other shows. We have uh, a couple shows on YouTube, a lot of shows on Twitch. We have a bunch of podcasts. You can buy our merch at eplex.store, and you can support us on patreon.com slash echoplex. That's the one without the media. <laughs> uh, we'll see the live viewers on the other side of the song for, the, for our post-game red light. Uh, for everyone else, this is uh, Boomers by Periscope. Have a good night.
goth DJs and Twitch witches are hanging out on Thursday for the bad VHS rips, unblinking eyes, and fire by night. Thetans and Satans comes from an interest in the cult of Scientology, moral panics, Satanism, and how they set the tone for the extremist social media panics of today. We really earn our weird left Twitch badge with this show, watching the world go red light in reverse every Thursday at 9 p.m. Pacific on twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. Find our full schedule at echoplexmedia.com.